Amen. First Thessalonians 521. It's going to be real quick. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Amen. Precious Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father God, teach us to hold fast to that which is good. And we know that there's only one good, and that is God. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Paul, Paul writes to the Thessalonian church. Now, one of the things Paul said in the Thessalonian church in chapter one, when he was introducing himself and introducing the church to us, he said, we didn't come here word only. Paul said, we came here in, in not only in word only, but in power. There is, there is power in the word of God. Many of us have experienced it. We've we seen it this morning. The word of God just, just filled the place, filled the Sunday school the class. And, and Paul's writing, prove all things. How about that? There's our command. Amen. There's our command. And I know, I know, I know. Some of y'all be like, well, you know, we shouldn't judge. We shouldn't judge. We shouldn't judge. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to tell you what the word of God said. All right. I'm, I'm, that's, all I, that's all I do here. I don't, I don't make it up as I go. The word of God says, prove all things. Okay? Test all things. Judge all things. You're not, getting, you're not getting around in this world without testing things and judging things and making sure things are up to standard. When you do that, you're judging. Okay? When, when, when some of us, we, work, we worked at Packard Electric and, and General Motors, Everything that came across the line was not qualified. Some things got rejected. Some things you had to test to make sure it worked before it passed inspection. What were you doing? You was proving things. You was judging to make sure that this thing was all right. Okay? Judge all things. Okay? Test all things. How about that? Been in a relationship? Anybody here got married? Been in an engagement? What you doing in that engagement? Why do engagements break off? Why do people be engaged for a long time and then it break off? It's just, what, what happened? We was judging each other and I judged that he or she was not marriage material for me. Okay. That's, I mean, you go buy a car, what are you doing? Who, who, who in here bought a car recently? Okay. Did you walk up into the dealership and say, let's give me a car. I, I'm a Christian and I don't judge. <laughs> you, know, you want to talk to the, to the general manager about the price? Listen, whatever you charge me, I'll just pay it because I'm a Christian. And the Bible tells me that thou should not judge. So just Take my checkbook and write everything, whatever you want out of it, and just I'll pick it up when it's done. No, we don't operate like that. We don't operate like none of us operate like that. We got our finger all up in the muffler, seeing if there's some soot up in there. We kicking the tires. We look and looking at the tires. Oh, there's a Michelin in the front, Firestone over there. And no, just see, you want to make sure all the tires match? Did anybody smoke in this car? <laughs> see, what were you doing? What are we doing? 
Judging. 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 Testing. We do it in hospice. Everybody ain't going to a nursing home. You, 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 you just can't go to the fanciest nursing home in America if you ain't got no money. You just can't say, well, I'm going to go to that nursing home. No, you may not, have, may not be qualified. They may judge you not qualified to come to this nursing home. That's my point. Hold fast to that which is good. What is good? What is good? God is good. Amen. God is good. And it don't matter what anybody else is doing. If what they doing don't line up with what God said, you're going to hold fast to what is good. So somebody come to you, well, God told me in a vision. Your vision better line up with what God told me in his word. Well, God spoke to me in a dream. and told, Listen, if your dream don't line up with God has told me in his word, away with your dream. Okay, it is what it is. It is what it is. And we talking this morning. Why must we judge? Why must we judge? Why, why, does, why must we judge? Think about that. Anybody ever, anybody, you when somebody say, well, we shouldn't judge. Why shouldn't we judge? That, see, that's how I'm coming back at you. I'm just going to come back at you because you're going to have to prove to me by the word of God why we shouldn't mm -hmm. test all things. Watch what 1 John says to these people. They asked they ask, they ask John this question, 1 John 4. 1. We went over this not too long ago. We was teaching through 1 John. But watch what happens here. Because the people obviously asked this great apostle John. There's a lot of folks coming up in here with different theories. Remember, they, they, was, they was part of the Gnostic system. And the Gnostics was coming in teaching the Christians that, well, Jesus didn't die on the cross. And he wasn't born of a virgin. And he, he, he didn't rise from the grave. And that was just a spirit on the cross. And they had all the people confused. So John said, I, I'll get you straight. Okay, I'm, let me get you straight. First John 4, 1. Watch what John says. He said, beloved, because he loved these folks. And he knew that their questions and their concerns was legitimate. Now, we don't like to do this today because we will take anything. Christians don't have no discernment. You know, we have more discernment going to Burger King than we do with the Bible. We'll take anything on the menu at Burger King. I mean, anything. Just don't put mayonnaise on it for me. Here's what John said. To these Christians, these young believers that he loved. He said, Beloved. 1 John 4 1. See, we, see, see, I'm not letting anybody or just anybody come up in this pulpit and preach to y'all. I'm just telling y'all. I preach every Sunday if I have to. Before I bring a jack leg up in here telling y'all, y'all. I ain't going to get tired. I ain't been tired yet. I ain't tired. Preachers get tired. Well, I need a break. Uh-uh-uh. God ain't called me to get a break yet. Amen. Because there's some spirits that come up in here on some folks. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm telling y'all right. I'm telling y'all right. You don't hear me, you're going to hear Jeremy. If you don't hear Jeremy, you'll hear Jake, and that's it. That's the list. It's short. 
I got preachers see me. They see me at the mall. They see me at the store. Hey, when you gonna let me come on your church and preach? Never. Because <laughs> really, they think they, they think we gonna give them two hundred dollars. <laughs> that, that's really what it is. I, I shouldn't, you know what? I tell them we ain't giving you nothing if you come on. Oh, never mind. Beloved, beloved, John is saying to these people that are being confused about what is going on. And John says, beloved, watch this now. Believe not every spirit. Really, that's a command, too. So we get through all these 1,050 commands because that is a command. That is not a suggestion. God is using the apostle John to tell these people, believe not every spirit. It's a lot of spirits. Don't believe all of them. Which one should you believe? Pastor, which spirit should I believe? The spirit that says that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, okay, lived a sinless life, never committed a sin. He wasn't married. He wasn't attracted to Mary Magdalene. They didn't have a baby together. He lived a sinless life. And they crucified him. And they put him in a borrowed tomb. This is the spirit you ought to believe. And on the third day. Somebody, somebody tell me what happened on the third day. On the third day, he rose. He rose and he rose with all power. All of it. And you know, you know, the power that rose Jesus from the grave is working in every believer that is saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Same power. Peter called it a like precious faith. A like precious faith. John is saying, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, but test the spirit, but judge the spirits. Okay? I think y'all be good at it. That's right. Try the spirits. Try the spirit. What you what you preaching on today, Pastor? Is what he's saying, lining up. Flip them pages. Study to show yourself approved. A workman, one who rightly divides the word of truth. That's, that's our command. That's a command too. Try the spears. Why, Paul? Why, John? Why, John? Whether they are of God, capital G. Whether they are of God. How would we know if they are of God? Because what they say and what they preach and what they believe lines up with the word of God. Don't say nothing that will line up with the word of God. Well, this ain't in the Bible, but this is what I believe. <laughs> okay. This ain't in the word of God, but, you know, just, just, just hear me out. I ain't come here for that. Okay. I want to hear what's in the Bible and I want you to explain it to me in such a way that I can understand it and, 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 and embrace it and apply it to my life so I'm being better. Amen. That's, the, that's the whole idea. What you, you know, what you're saying ain't making me better if it's just coming out of your brain. Here we go. Here we go. Watch. Watch this. Stay with me. I ain't going far today. He says, try the spirits. 
whether they are of God. Why, John? Here's why. Because many, many false prophets are gone out into the world. Many. And this is in John's day. The office of, a, of apostle and prophet has ceased. So anybody calling himself a prophet, they is a false prophet. Anybody. You have, well, prophet this, prophet that, prophetess this, prophetess that. That office is over with. So the minute someone tells you they're a prophet, forget that. Now see, I didn't gave you all that. Said all that. And some of y'all, I mean, a brother called himself a prophet, man. And he can go. He can really go, man. Let me tell you something. I got this verse because I, I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't got a scripture for. Okay. Hebrews, Hebrews 1 and 1. See, I, don't, I don't like getting up here and saying stuff like that. And people are like, ah, you know, my sister's a prophetess. Yes, y'all know that? I got a sister that's a prophetess. I don't know if that makes me a prophet. <laughs> if my sister's a prophet, then that should, I should, if she's a prophetess, I should be a prophet. See? Oh, it don't sound right, do it. Sound greasy, don't it? It is. Listen, Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1. God, I like, I like how the writer of Hebrews just start off the book of Hebrews. This is the first book and the first chapter and the first word that he says. God, comma. God, comma. Pay attention. Who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past. No, wait a minute. Stop, Pastor. When is time past? It's a time that has passed. We don't need to be engineers to understand this. <laughs> in divers times, let me see, in divers manners, speak in time past unto the Father, in, unto the fathers by the prophets. God used the prophets in time past to speak to the fathers. Now watch. Having these last days, whoa. When did the last days start? The last days started when Jesus died on the cross. Amen. When we went from being under the law to being under grace. And then the last days started when Jesus died. And having these last days Spaken to us by his son. Where we find him at? In the word of God. In the word of God. He has spoken to us by his son whom he have appointed heir of all things. By whom also he made the worlds. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word became flesh and lived among us. That's what that verse is saying. Now, gets good. Verse 3, Hebrews 1. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins. How about that? Set down on the right hand of the majesty on high. How about that? We got the right God. We got the right God. That's the right God. That's the right God. 
Prove all things. Because these folks running around here now is, is telling y'all stuff, saying stuff that ain't so. You ain't going to get delivered. Be, being delivered is painful. Some folks say, I'm just going to walk in the deliverance. No, you're going to walk in the deliverance. It's gonna, God going to shake you up sometimes. God will shake you up sometimes. I always tell y'all, be careful praying for folks. We praying for folks. Oh, pray for my brother. Pray for my cousin. Pray for my sister. Pray for my auntie. Pray for my husband. They, they will get saved. Well, God may have to put them out. <laughs> okay? Sometimes God may have to, you know, uh, so-and-so in the hospital. Okay. That may be answered prayer. Oh, y'all don't get it. Ain't been to church in three years and, and you call on Sunday, you know, so-and-so in the hospital. Okay. Okay. You, you know what I always say? I always say be careful who you spend all your time with if they can't pray for you. Amen. Okay? Because the coach of the Cleveland Browns ain't going to pray for you. You can get sick as a dog. You love the, I love the Browns. I'm going to call the coach. Why are you calling me? Let the coach pray for you. Let the prayers, let the prayer, let the, all the players kneel down and pray for you down here in Youngstown. Don't even know you, but you love the Browns. And you love, you, you know, I love the Browns and the Steelers. You want to call Mike Tomlin? Why are you calling me? Oh, come on, man. See, so, Christine, you're going to miss me up in Cleveland. We're going to block you on Facebook, too. Why? Come on, why? Why must we prove all things? Listen, let me help y'all. I want y'all to know this. I want y'all to be strong. I want y'all to be strong. I want y'all to be warriors. Amen. Y'all know it. Paul, Paul writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, he said, this is why we must prove all things. He says in, in, in verse number 1 of 1 Timothy 4, he said, now the Spirit, now the Spirit, capital S, Speak it expressively. Remember, we used to get mad back in the day when they were like, well, it's an it. No, the Spirit is a person. It's a, called the person of the Holy Spirit. And this Spirit lives in us. And this Spirit speaks to us. And Paul is saying the Spirit is now speaking expressively. That means powerfully. He's speaking demandingly, saying that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. How about that? Some shall depart from the faith. Look around. Everybody, everybody that used to be here ain't all going to church somewhere. Okay? Let me say that again. We used to have more people here. All the folks that left here ain't, ain't somewhere else worshiping God right now. Some of them at home barbecuing. Some of them on the lake, on the golf course, at the mall, putting down mulch. I'm not saying it. But why? But why? I, I, can, I can understand leaving here. I can understand. I, listen, I, I thank God for the few folks that I have that listen to me. Okay? I can understand leaving the church and going in this. You know, I can't hear that no more. I need to go somewhere where I can either... 
enjoy myself. Some people say, I just want to have a good time in church. And that pastor always talking about, you know, the commands of God. And he already started a series on 365 sermons on the commands of God. I got to go, man. I got to go somewhere where they have a good time. I understand that. That's fine. Okay. But you need to be serving God. You need to be somewhere using your gifts. And a lady called me, you know, I, I, I sing at home and God's given me with the singing and I sing at home. Every gift God gives you is for the edification of the church. God is not giving you a personal gift for you to use on yourself. Oh, come on. No, it's all right. Pastor, you, you know, I, I can't stand you. I'm blocking you. I don't get paid for this. You understand what I'm saying? Declare, does that make sense? God has not given you a gift to use on yourself. Okay? God has given you a gift to use among the people of God to edify the church, to make the church stronger. Now the Spirit is speaking expressly that in latter times, some, 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 She'll depart from the faith. Okay? Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Yeah, that's the Bible. See, see, there's some people come into church and they 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 will cause you to stop serving God, stop believing. They'll come into church and tell you stuff. And if you ain't strong and, and rooted and grounded in the word of God, they can come in there and move you. Move you. Somebody, somebody say misery love company. And, and, and the road that's going to hell is a, a, a wide road. And the Bible says in, 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 in many be on that road. Many be on that. That's a wide road. Think about that. You ever get on the freeway and get on the freeway? You, you know, you, I mean, we like going on the freeway on, on the wide roads. Because it's like I say, you can, you can relax a little bit. Columbus, you be driving that truck, you're on a wide road. That's, that's a little different than when you get in Kentucky. Then when you get in Kentucky. When you start going through Pennsylvania, you, know, you got to pay attention. Because it's a whole different world. It's a whole different world. Okay? Here's, here's what I want to talk about. Here's what they do. Verse 2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Now you always sit there and say, how could that go on in the church? How can somebody be in the church speaking lies? Because see, 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 fake Christians. Mm -hmm. See, there wouldn't be no fake pastors if there wasn't fake Christians. Amen. I always tell people, you know, churches, you get a church that need a pastor and Apostle Paul put in an application, they would reject it. They would say, hey, Apostle Paul, let's see. Let me see your credentials. Hmm, he was in the third heaven, spoke a language. You preached the word in season and out of season. You preached Jesus Christ, him crucified. Uh, do you sing? Can you raise an offering? Oh my God. No, we don't want Apostle Paul. Send the next one. Guy come in doing cartwheels. Come in doing cartwheels and splits and stuff. Yeah, hey, I like that. People are like that. Come on, man. This series, this see, this is heaven and hell stuff. 
This is serious business. And it's it's getting real dark. It's getting real dark. It's time out for all that playing. It's time out for all that playing. Playing in church. See? See, I, I, see, see, the word of God says this. That judgment must begin in the house of the Lord. Let me, say, let me tell you something. God may have sent COVID into this world, not against all the people, but against the churches. Just because the church wasn't doing their job. You say, oh man, you you making that stuff up. I don't know. The judgment ain't going to start in the world. That ain't what the word of God say. The word of God say judgment must begin where? In the house of God. And, and how's that? How's that play out? Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Church ain't, used, ain't what it used to be. Speaking lies and hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's an interesting, that's an interesting choice of word. Somebody got to say, Pastor, you got to explain that. Having their conscience seared. You know, have, having, having your, you know, sometimes I'll be at the gym and I'll be working out. And here come one of these dudes. They, they, they got their sweatshirt on. And they take off their sweatshirt. And they got their wife beater on. Everybody know what a wife beater is? It's a tank top. So they got their wife beater on. And then, they got, then they got their big sorority scar on their arm all swollen up and, and nasty. And I'll be like, cover that nasty thing up. It look horrible. Okay, and they proud of it because that's what you know they doing curls on that day, and they want they they know seared. You know what that? You know what farmers did with cows and pigs and animals when and, and back in the day they would sear them with a hot iron just in case they got away and went into another farmer's yard. They said, "That's my pig, that's my hog." Okay. So they seared all up. And they get, I'm an Alpha, Beta, Kappa. I'm a Kappa, Wi-Fi. I'm a Alpha, Sci-Fi. Like, you belong to the Alphas? And, and some of the stuff they make these people do to get into these sororities, you don't even want to hear about it. You don't even, I was in college, they said, you want to be a sorority? I said, well, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Yeah, you got to run around campus naked. I'm not doing that. I'm not running nowhere naked. I don't even like Cindy. Been married 40 years. See me naked. She's only sneaking up on me all the time. <laughs> like, get out of here. <laughs> Marion, I'm all right. I'm all right. Pray for me. <laughs> They're they speaking lies and they, they conscience is seared with a hard iron. Mean, meaning you can't reach these folks. Once your conscience is seared with a hard iron, I mean, it ain't receiving the things of God. Who does the searing? The devil has seared these creatures. See, remember, remember in 2 Corinthians 11, and, and it says, and Satan, and Satan has his ministers. Y'all think this is a game? Amen. Y'all see, Satan has his ministers. And what do they do? They disguise themselves as angel might. They look good. And they prance around. What they one preacher up in New York? They got he got a million dollar for jury on and preaching. And they look good. Flashing. See? See? They disguise themselves as ministers of light. Meaning this sounds good. And it looks good. 
See, you know, you turn on the TV, you know, all the, all the preachers, all the preachers, all the TV preachers, they all look good. Most of them look good. And Jeremy said he's watching T.D. Jakes. I don't know. But, you know, T.D. Jakes used to, you know, he was, for a minute, he was all slim down and trim and stuff. You know? Hear what I'm saying? Hear what I'm saying? They disguise themselves as angels of light. And watch what they do. Now, if a, if a preacher tell you not to get married, that ain't none of his business. His job is, I ain't going to marry you. That's all he can say. Well, look, I ain't going to marry you. But he can't tell you not to get married. You can marry who you want to marry. It ain't my job. You don't want to get married? Okay. I hope you marry in the Lord. Christine come to me, I want to marry. I want, I want to get married. I hope you marry in the Lord. I ain't going to tell you not to get married. But they were forbidding people to get married. Young put does your mind run on that. Why, why would a pastor forbid, forbid his people to get married? Okay. Commanding, commanding them to abstain from meat. How about that? How about that? You know what he's talking about, right? Because they still under the law and they were telling people, well, you can't eat pork chops. You can't eat shrimp. You can't eat lobster. You can't eat catfish nuggets because the Bible says so. Well, Jesus said everything is good. Mm-hmm. Jesus said it's all good. Now, if the, if the pork chops got your blood pressure going crazy, then you might want to just eat one. <laughs> okay. You may, but it's not forbidden. It's just, you know, I, some things I can't eat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad pork chops ain't on that list. Ice cream started to get on that list. I love me some ice cream, but I can't do it all the time. Forbidden to marry and commanding people to abstain from me. This is why we should judge. This is why we ought to prove all things. Okay? You know, there's a church in the Bible that got commended. They got a pat on the back for Jesus. And you know what? That's a wonderful thing. See, we don't, I, some churches want a pat on the back for man, but this, I want a pat on the back for Jesus. I want Jesus to say, what? well done, well done, good and faithful sir. That's why I want a pat front. I don't want a pat front you guys. I don't want a pastor's anniversary. I don't want a pastor appreciation day. I want Jesus to give me that. When I step into glory, he said, well done, well done, my good and faithful service. In, the, in, in Revelation, here's a, here's a church. Here's a church that got a pat on the back. Got a pat on the back. This is beautiful stuff. Got a pat on the back. He says in Revelation 2.1, in the end to the angel of the church at Ephesus, write these things Say he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Watch this. I know that works. That's the word of God. I know that works. See, we may be in here thinking we're doing some some shady stuff, something slick, something that ain't never done before, never been done before. No, God says, I know that works. In thy labor. I know how hard you work. I know how hard you, how much you put in. I know when you're slacking. I know when you can do more and don't do it. He said, I know how, in, in, in thy labor, in thy patience, I know what you've been through. I know what you've been through. I know how you feel. I know how you felt when your husband died, when your child died, when your, when your grandkids are sick. I know thy patience. And how thou cannot bear them which are evil. That's, that's church stuff. Let me tell you something. The church ought not be putting up with all this evil. The church ought, you know, I hear people, well, the church is a hospital. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. 
Church ain't a hospital. It's called the ecstasia. The church is a place where the people of God come to praise and worship and hear his thanksgivings or offer their thanksgivings and get divine instruction. It's not a place where sinners can just hang out. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You go to the hospital coughing and sneezing and snotting all up and blood coming out of your ears and the doctor coming there with that waiver and say, well, before we can treat you, you need to sign this or your loved one. And he said, I ain't signing nothing. What are they going to do? Folks think they can come up in the church full of sin, full of sexual immorality, adultery, fornication, and, and sit for years. There ain't no hospital. There ain't no hospital. If you don't want the treatment, if you don't want to get better, and you just want to sit up here in your sin, sit up here sinning and contaminating everybody else, and looking at everybody else's husbands, and looking at everybody else's wives. They're going to put you out of the hospital. Amen. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm just telling you. It's a hospital. It's a hospital if you come in here and you want to get healed. But if you come in here and you're just happy, happy sinning, I'm just happy sinning, Pastor. Well, you ain't going to be happy listening to me anyway. So you, you may do two weeks. Okay, you ain't coming up in here. Yeah, you're going to get well, you're going to get out, or you're going to find your church that'll put up with your mess. I can sing, Pastor. I'll get, a, I'll get Alexa to sing. Watch this. Let me finish this first. He said, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou, how thou cannot bear them which are evil. Now watch this. Watch this. And thou hast tried them. That word tried me what? Tested them. God, thou has judged them and tested them, and which say they are apostles. How about that? And are not. And thou has found them liars. That, that, see, that's so deep. That's, that's another one in grown up text, you know, because we don't want to test nobody. We accept anybody. Anybody, anybody, anybody. And the word of God says, no. Well, Pastor, as I close, and I got much, so much more. Maybe you do it on Wednesday night. But Pastor, what about Matthew 7 1? Y'all know that verse. I call it, I call it the sinners, I call it the sinners manifesto. Okay? Uh, it's, just a, it's the sinner's go-to verse. You ever, you ever you ever just told somebody, you know, you need to think about how you live in. You gotta think about, you know, you just doing everything. And then first words out of your mouth. How many, if you ain't hearing this often, then you might not be doing what you're supposed to be doing. Okay? But hear what they say. Judge not that you be not judged. You shouldn't judge. That's not true. That's not true. They, 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 they got, you got the January 6th committee. They judging every day. You you got you we all watched George Floyd, he was judging them all that cop. They judged him. We got Epstein's wife, and I mean she 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 in jail. I hear I hear mothers, I hear mothers all the time, you know, their kids get killed or something, and they I just want to find them. I just want to find out who did it, and I want them I want to put them in jail and throw away the kid. 
They want you want them judged. You want them judged, and and you're right to want them judged. How do I know? The Bible says, "Prove all things, try the spirits." That's that's biblical to judge. That's right. We need to judge righteously. Verse number two, he says, he says, for for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged, and with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. You're gonna judge righteously. See, see, see. You, you see, see. I, I'm judged all the time. Not not as being a pastor, but if I'm out somewhere, and I'm pretty sure Jeremy deal with this, and and Mike in the back probably deal with this, and. I don't know if women deal with it like men do. But if I'm walking through Walmart, if I get to go to the store and, 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 and people see me, it's like a chorus of, of alarms going off. Everybody checking to make sure they lock their doors. Yep. And I'm sitting here like, I ain't going to steal all these cars. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm walking through, beep, beep, beep. And, and, and beep, beep. So they already, already locked their doors, but they see me. And I look like the dude in the orange jumpsuit on Bendy.com. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. I'm sitting here like, I'm setting off all these alarms. Know what they're doing? they judging me. Because they saying, you look like, you look like that guy that they had on Bendy.com. Now here we go. This is this where I'm close. I'm close. And why he says Paul, Jesus is this is Jesus talking a sermon about greatest sermon ever preached. He says, and why beholdest thou the mock that is in thy brother's eye, and consider not the beam that is in thy own eye? You know the mock is just something little. You gotta get up real close to see it. You know, man. You, you never, you ever had someone. You know, you get something in your eye. And you tell somebody, "Hey, hey, mom, can you look? I got something in my eye." You look your eye up, and and they see a little black thing in there. And my mother used to <laughs> blow it out. You know, that's a mom. Okay. And the beam guy, that's a beam holding up the holding up the churchman. He walking around with a beam in his eye. Telling you about the mock in yours. Okay. That'd be like me telling, telling Columbus, you shouldn't be talking to Toya like that. And Cindy sitting back there with a black eye <laughs> saying, oh, you know, I, I opened the door and accidentally hit myself in the eye. That's what the inmates used to say. I come in the block and the inmates, I said, dude, what happened to your eye? Well, I opened the door. I'm saying, man, everybody in here got black eyes. But opening the doors. <clears throat> I knew they'd be lying. You, you see what I'm saying? That's how that's how crazy it is. You know, you used to say, hey, you know, you know, you know, Mary got on me the other day. She said, you got to say honey to your wife. You got to say please. You got to say please. That's, you know, that's a little thing. I don't have a problem with it. You see what I'm saying? And I thank God for it. I've been saying please to Cindy all weekend. Right, honey? Please and thank you. You hear me, Columbus? You getting this? I'm going to find out. Let me finish. He said you got a beam in your eye. And you're telling somebody about a, a, little, a little speck in theirs. 
he says this. He says this. Or how will thou say to thy brother, pull the mouth out of thy eye, and behold, a beam is in thy own eye. Then, then Jesus, see, see, everybody, everybody got Jesus in a box like he, Tiny Tim. You know, he's just so soft. Jesus, just, Jesus is raw and militant. And he says, thou hypocrite. How about that? Jesus calls somebody a hypocrite. Oh, no, that's mean. See, we got this Jesus that, that don't confront nothing. And the church has got thinking, well, Jesus don't Jesus confronted sin. Jesus called people out. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus got so mad, he started flipping tables. Oh, not to Jesus I know. He's all about love and mercy and grace, and he just love you, love. No, if you're wrong, you're wrong, and Jesus is gonna call you out. Amen. He said, Thou hypocrite, first. Cast out the beam out of thy own eye. Get the cast it out. Take the beam out and throw it away from you far as you can. Okay? And then, wait a minute, and then then shalt thou see clearly. How about that? I can see clearly now. The beam is gone. Okay? Now I can see clearly to help your brother. See, seeing clearly meaning, meaning you have you have gotten yourself in the right spirit. Let me let me help you. Let me help you. If if a man be overtaken in a fall, Galatians 6 1, ye which are spiritual. See, you can't help everybody when you ain't right. You can't, listen, if your spirit ain't right, don't be trying to get nobody else's advice. Amen. Don't be trying to get nobody spiritual advice if your spirit ain't right. Okay? You, you sitting up in there, you know, you sitting up there like my, like my cousin the last week. You know, you got a, you got a beer in one, in one, a wine cooler, a beer, and, and talking about smoking a joint, but giving me The rundown. I like that. I'm like, please. I didn't, I didn't that's all I said. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, brother, if a man be overtaken and fall, uh, uh, if a man be overtaken and fall, okay, and we will be overtaken and falls. None of us got it all together. None of us are perfect. We're going to have situations where we are overtaken and falls. Why? How do I know that? Because the Bible says it. We're going to be overtaken in the fall. Ye which are spiritual. Everybody, you know, everybody can't minister to everybody. Amen. Okay? You know, even, even before you go to minister to somebody that's overtaken in the fall, make sure you talk to God first. God may say, leave them alone for a while. I'm not done with them. Maybe they need to stay in that fault for a little while. Longer. Don't call them. Don't mess with them. You just stay ready. How do we stay ready? We stay prayed up. We stay in the word of God. We stay studying the word of God. We listen to music to give God glory. And then when God called us like he called Ananias, he said, Ananias, I got work for you to do. And Ananias said, hey, well, he wasn't wrong. God don't have a problem with us questioning him. Not that he's going to change his mind. And I said, man, this man crazy. He said, just do what I say, Ananias. Okay. So we're never ready to minister to people if we're not in the spirit of so self. If we're not in God's will, if we're, not, if we're not serving God faithfully and living for God, we're not in a position to help people. 
People call me all the time. And they say, you know, go, go visit these people. They dying. I got to be ready. I got to be ready. So I ain't got time for all that foolishness. I ain't got time to be out and talking to craziness and surrounding myself with folks that don't care about the things of God. Because if they call me and say, someone's going to the hospital, you need to go see them. I need to be in the spirit because I don't have to say some things and, and pray with them. You know, it's hard to pray with you out of the spirit. You ever, you ever feel like that? Amen. You know you ain't, you know you wrong. You know you ain't living right. You know you ain't doing right. You know you out of God's sight. And now you want to sit down and pray. Sometimes it get hard. Get hard. Get hard. Brother, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual. Spiritual. In the spirit. Restore such a one. In the spirit. How? Of meekness. Amen. Of meekness. Considering thyself. Considering thyself. And you can get caught up too. Ain't none of us got it all together. Lest you also be tempted. See, see, they, see, they got, see, they got surgeries for every type of, every type of surgery that's necessary. So you may not have the same person doing heart surgery that's going to do a, 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 a knee surgery. How about that? Different. Just some takes gentleness. Gentleness is the essence. Let's pray. Let's pray. Keep burning in prayer. Keep in mind in prayer. I got to go Tuesday. Tuesday. I pray I'll be with you guys on Wednesday and with a good report. Amen. Amen. With a good report, we'll, 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 we'll see. Um, pray for these folks. Pray for Mike. Pray for Jose. Pray for Columbus. Amen. 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 Jesus, in the, in, in, in the name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you for this day. Father God, it's been a beautiful day. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The word said this is the day that the Lord had given. We ought to be glad and rejoice in it. Father, we have, we have rejoiced in this day. We've had a glad day. We've had a good day. And then it, and it ain't over yet, Father God, because we're going into the fellowship hall, and we're going we're gonna to break bread together and, 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 and spend more time together, Father God. Thank you. Father God, I pray right now for the food that we're about to receive. Let it, let it be nourishment to our bodies. Let it, let, it, let, us, let it remind us of how good you are. Every bite that we take, let us remind us of how you constantly want to feed us and nourish us and make us stronger as men and women of God. So we can go out into this lost and dark world and we can wave the banner of Jesus Christ. Father God, thank you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 God bless you.